The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, MASH Minute. Welcome to MASH Minute, where we analyze the 1970 Robert Altman film one minute at a time. I'm Megan Coleman. I'm Tierney Steele. And I am very fortunate and happy to be here. I'm Jerry Porter from the Indiana Jones Minute. So polite, so charming, <laughs> so dropped in the middle of this minute. <laughs> what well, it is? It's uh, fun. You know, I, I actually had never seen the movie MASH. So, yes! Um, I, really, I, wa- I watched the TV show, of course, but I had not seen the movie, just sat down and watched the original film. And I know you guys had Tom Taylor on, yes? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know it's a favorite of his, so I, I always wanted to. So this is a great opportunity to watch it and then discuss it. <laughs> Today we're going to discuss Minute 14, which starts with Duke telling Hojan to have fun as he escapes the tent with his dirty magazine. Wow. And it ends, another roller coaster journey, with a close-up of Hawkeye operating. I'm actually surprised it took to Minute 14 for Duke to slap someone's butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's what, so if you do that while the person is is exiting and you also accompany it with you know go have a good time what does that mean <laughs> what, what like what does it mean to slap an ass like that and and you know it we're talking in this case it's male to male or you know it's platonic slapping it's well like, that's the thing it is platonic yeah i i think saying have fun as he's leaving is kind of the only way it's acceptable to hit Hojan in the butt. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, and also maybe it's just a a polite way of sort of nudging him out the door. Like, the world and your adventures lie that way. (laughs) And you're slapping. He just gave him the blue magazine, right? Yeah, right, (laughs) yeah. It's it's 1970, so it's like a blue magazine. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to, uh, welcome to our ratings. Right, right, exactly. It's kind of, I guess that's, that's a way of saying, there you go, young man. Yeah. Well, in, uh, in the TV show, they always subscribe to, what was it, Nudist Volleyball Monthly? Yes. Yes, it is. What was the magazine? Okay. Yes, it is. I know it was Nudist Volleyball. I don't remember the frequency. I believe, I believe it's mostly volleyball. Yes. Okay. I think, you know, you're right. And what's funny is I worked at a bookstore for a while in the 90s, and we had those nudist magazine periodicals and I spent some time basically <laughs> over having the, fun you hear in the, in, the, in the periodical section be like hey what's this all about and somebody would somebody you know older would come over and hand me uh, the nudist monthly nudist camping and they'd slap me in the ass and just slightly <laughs> say go <laughs> go forth young man <laughs> Now, see, where were you when we had our whole, uh, where could Duke have bought this conversation? Yes. Because people were trying to claim that there wouldn't be nudity on the cover. And I'm like, that's what the plastic wrap is for, with the right. white bar across the... Or, or paper. I don't know, paper. Yeah, no, you're bag. right. I'm sure back in the day you it was know. paper, but... In- 
2000 whatever never mind because that was always the first thing someone got for their 18th birthday <laughs> <laughs> that and scratch tickets right <laughs> Well, I always had your previous guest, Tom Taylor, sort of go and do the dirty work, so to speak. He was older, older. and, you know, he, I don't know, he could pull it off. I mean, if, if, if you're six foot eight, and even though you're 16, <laughs> it's just better than if you're, if you're me. That's true. <laughs> oh, please. I've looked like a 40-year-old housewife since I was 10. Um, no, actually, the horrible, horrible story is that the first dirty magazine I ever saw was mine bought for me a playboy purchased by my father <laughs> <laughs> i am in therapy don't worry folks um, was, it, was it was it supposed to be a joke no like a I, I wanted the david duchovny interview oh okay so oh. he said well i'll buy it for you and then um natalie <laughs> natalie Vitt, who's the ice skater there's an ice skater who was really famous who was the actual reason most people were buying the Playboy. (laughs) And my mother and her sister took it and were analyzing where she must have had plastic surgery since they'd grown up watching her skate. And my dad is like almost in tears in the kitchen being like, you're ruining it! (laughs) (laughs) So, I, uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Jesus Christ, we're supposed to be going quickly. Yeah, I, th- I think the first one, the first, you know, I, I, I had, a, there was a baseball diamond across from our house, and there was a backstop, and I'll never forget, there was a brown paper bag with, uh, I believe it was 1985, it may have been Penthouse, Madonna on the cover with the cutoff shirt that said healthy on it, <laughs> and she was on the cover. I think it was Penthouse, maybe Playboy, Penthouse, anyway, that was... Uh, one of my first introductions into that world. He, the, the, you, you know, never the, forget uh, health, your first. The, <laughs> the, the healthy lifestyle, of course. Yes. <laughs> then we all ran out into the world. We all ran out into the tents. world. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then what actually most of this minute is, is our first OR scene. Mm-hmm. And we go right into it, too, right? Like, there's, it's just like, oh, they're over someone's chest. Here's some well, blood. Here's some guts. Uh, Welcome to, to surgery. Be, to be fair, they got to see their tent first. This uh, is true. This is true. Otto Apple, A-P-E-L, of the 8067th, he was a surgeon, said, I arrived in a helicopter, went into the tent, and was operating for the next 80 hours. Oh. Was his introduction. <laughs> Welcome to Korea. Yeah. So this is, you know, this they, is a lot they, more typical. Yeah. Yeah. And famously, Altman said, I think in the commentary, in one of his interviews, actually, without the OR scenes, it would be a sniveling, insignificant comedy. So he fought hard to keep these in. Well, why do you think he said that? Or what, what is it? I mean, is, it's basically this comedy or these sort of ridiculous scenes or little vignettes. But, uh, you know, they're sort of juxtaposed against this, all this bloody OR stuff. And, and how does that work? Or doesn't work, or what's, what does he mean by that quote? I, I said before, the studio thought they were getting another war is hell farce. You know, that it would be the slapsticky, you know, yeah, they're surgeons. Isn't it terrible? All this bright red blood everywhere. But don't worry, folks, we're going to have a good time being anti-authoritarian. And he really dragged it down into a more realistic place. That's why it gets 
it's why it gets known as anti-war instead of just being a show up the colonels and majors Hmm. comedy. And he took it really seriously. They would adjust the color of the blood based on whether it would be oxygen or not, because every, every operation that you see them doing was a, not a real operation. Oh God, I have no words. They knew what they were going to do. They had a medical supervisor who's actually in the movie later. I'm going to get real excited when we get to him (laughs) who would assign them and be like, you're doing this type of operation, which means you're disconnecting this or reconnecting that. And so every actor knew quote unquote, what they were doing and Hmm. they would actually set it up so that it matched what that surgery would be like. And he had the prop people like, hide stuff inside the fake cavities so that the actors would find stuff while they were poking around in them. Ah. So they really, they took this really seriously and then went out and played football in the mud. (laughs) Right. Well, I I mean, mean, this this scene, these gory scenes, these OR scenes are, they're arresting. You know, especially the first time you see it, you sort of stop, you're like, ugh, ooh. (laughs) Whoa, you know, and, and, you know, I, I think one of the things they say about Vietnam is, you know, over the course of a month, it would frequently be like 10 days off doing drugs in the back and like you're bored out of your mind. You don't know what you're doing. You're playing football or doing drugs or just sitting around like completely with no, just idle. And then you'd have three or four or five days out, like at the perimeter, like a search and destroy mission that was the scariest thing in the world and awful and horrible. And somebody would step on like a, a, a bouncing Betty or a landmine or something. And, and, and then then you just return back to base. And it's it, it was just you're sitting around completely bored and idle again. And it was th- those two extremes mm. that was it was it was dizzying. Is and, and and I it seems like that's what's going on in this movie too, that's what they're capturing, and maybe that's why all this stuff is so absurd, in between the operating gory, horrible eighty hours of operations, it's like you're you're kind of just driven mad anyway, that the only thing left is absurdity. Yeah, and they capture that a little bit on the show, obviously not as graphically, but they'll have the lulls in between deluges where they would work for these insane hours in a row. I mean, when you're saying those search and destroy missions, you didn't sleep for 72 hours. You just went. Mm. But then for the surgeons, there's kind of, because my first instinct was to say, well, for the surgeons, it sucks because there's no let up. It's just constant, but it wasn't. They show it here. They show it in the show that, they would have these periods where nothing happened. Yeah. And you're just going nuts. Uh, I know now, I I wish I I had one of my friends who's, uh, it's weird to talk about people our age as vets, but vets, to say, like, that was the big thing in Afghanistan is they're constantly trying to come up with stuff for people to do on the bases because when you're at base and there's nothing to do, you're going crazy with boredom. They learned one thing from Vietnam. Maybe don't just have them sit around bored because heroin's a thing. Yeah. Heroin's bad. Thank you for that PSA. Yes, <laughs> the nationalist is taking Sorry. a stand, damn it. <laughs> heroin is bad. Heroin's bad. 
We feel very strongly. We feel very strongly. Don't let train spotting tell you otherwise. Uh, You know. (laughs) Anyway. Not a problem. Um, (laughs) Feel free to cut that. (laughs) The other thing, feel free to keep track, as I did, that there's always at least three tables going in any of these operating scenes. And if we decide to podcast for the rest of our lives, every single episode has at least one OR scene in it. Really? Kind of the mash standby guarantee of... (laughs) You're going to see some kind of medical procedure. Yeah, yeah. Um, The medical advisor I mentioned is Dr. David Sachs, and I literally, like, started screaming in my notes, all caps, because there is a Dr. Sachs later in the movie, and I was like, where the hell did this guy come from? He's not in any of my notes. And then I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh... It's the guy! (laughs) It's the dude! I found him! Um, I could not find what's up with the UFO tinfoil on the windows. Yeah, and it's like reflective too. I got theories, but I got no definite answers. Interesting. It could be reflective insulation, or it could be blocking the light, which would otherwise heat the room. Like, it might be one of those double things like, oh, it's great when it's really hot in Korea, it keeps the OR from baking quite as much, or... When it's cold, it traps the heat inside. That is my best guess. I do not have an answer. <laughs> also, there are crazy people on the internet if you want to talk about putting tinfoil on windows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I had a question for you guys. You know, uh, Pierce and, and Trapper are great doctors, but what is, is Duke? Is Duke a good doctor? Because we first see him operating here, and he's kind of just like, yeah, I need one of those. <laughs> like, oh, I think I can't, I, I can't feel the kidney. I mean, it's there, but it's not there. But oh, it looks like the Mississippi Delta. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's like, like, give me a knife, give me some more gas, okay? No, and, 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 and I it, love. <laughs> you know, it causes the nurse to pause too, right? And is that true? What they say about you, you know? Um. And you just, it's just like, so. I feel like this whole thing is like the doctors are talented. They get to play God, right? Basically, mm-hmm. that, that yeah. everybody's leaning on them to play God. And so this whole hierarchy nonsense of colonels and generals is just is just ridiculous. It's nonsense. Uh, the doctors are the ones who actually save lives. And, you know, at least that's sort of their attitude here. But then you're like, but Duke... Is where does he fit in there? <laughs> I will say We have a lot of feelings about Duke. <laughs> Megan I said I wasn't gonna talk about my feelings in public anymore. <laughs> um no It's a uh, love hate relationship. Let's I just be honest. Up, we'll get there. We'll get there. Next <laughs> guest. No, I actually have down in my notes that I like this dialogue because Duke is the new kid in the OR. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that really shows. But you're right in that the contrast between him and Hawkeye sliding into the situation. Because mm. then my note on Hawkeye is if Donald Sutherland ever decides to become an author- authoritarian cult leader, I am in big, big trouble. <laughs> because I have said multiple times that Donald Sutherland does not do it for me. But good Lord, his voice. He just let him narrate everything. <laughs> He has a great voice. And he says, you know, my name is Hawkeye. Uh, you know, that's the first time. I think that's the first time you hear it, yeah? I, I think he introduces time. himself to everyone as Hawkeye. Yeah. But what's interesting is we don't see him reference Last of the Mohicans in this movie at all. 
Like, Mm-mm. yeah, it's, I mean, I only bring that up because in the show that's brought about, uh, uh, you know, we all know that. We all know why. And Alan Alda says it like, you know, Hawkeye mm-hmm. in the show says it at least more than once. So, oh, probably once a season. Uh, listeners, if you're listening and you're like, I've never read The Last of the Mohicans. I should read that because it's Hawkeye Pierce's father's favorite book. And it sounds mm-hmm. so wonderful. And I kind of remember watching the movie and that was great. I'll read it. It's written in the 1700s, and it the sentence structure well. is, it's, it took, probably took me the longest to read that book relative to the length of the book, just because of the sentence structure and the paragraph, like the whole way it was built was not going into my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I felt so betrayed because I really wanted to love it because Hawkeye. <laughs> and now I'll just watch that movie. It's, just, it's, it's interesting because they don't, uh, they never say anything or nope. allude to it at all. And then, it's, man, just that's it's, it's just there. It's just there. It's just a sick name. You're like, maybe it's Hawkeye because, I don't know, he's like a womanizer. Or he's just, you know, he's always watching that ass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe it's Hawkeye like he's a great. He's a great surgeon. Like, you know, he is, he is a hawk eye for the shrapnel that's hidden. I don't know. <laughs> it, could, it could, from this movie, it could be from anything. Yeah, which is kind of cool, actually. I like that. Yeah, he's just very cool. It's funny because when we first met him, he was a little like, who, me? What's going on here? But ever since he got to the 4077, he is just, he's smooth. He's just, yeah. he's sliding right in there and being <laughs> fine. Whereas Duke is, I think, reacting much more realistically. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hawkeye, he never gets upset about anything. I mean, even even in some m- minutes coming up uh, shortly <laughs> with Frank, he, he yeah, he's just like, you know, hey, you know, why are you so crazy? Like, it's not like it's not, you know, it, it, he clearly gets on his nerves, but it, yeah, it's fine. You, you don't really see him upset. Kind of really rolls with the war. Yeah. Which, again, is a contrast to the show where Alan mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alda got to show off his chops by <laughs> getting really upset at least once a season. This is true, uh, yes. Yeah, maybe even what? yeah. At least <laughs> maybe once, once an episode in some seasons, yeah. but, you know. Uh, I will defend those later seasons. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying I... Anyway. <laughs> um, so this segues perfectly. That's some fighting words. Um, it's all good. Uh, Jerry, uh, another podcaster who talked about MASH on his War Films podcast, said that every American can do two minutes on what MASH meant in their lives. So you... Uh, <laughs> I, but so far, what MASH has meant in people's li- our guest lives has been, well, it was on, and I was alive. So I watched it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mesh, I, I, uh, well, yeah, I would uh, endorse that. <laughs> I mean. You were here. It was here. You know, that's that's not fair. Uh, you know, I actually had, I saw MASH originally when it came out. I, I actually watched MASH twice, the TV show. when and Once when it came out, and I was like eight years old and ten years old, whatever, and my two older sisters loved the show. So that's what came on. I believe it came on at eight o'clock. It was prime time. We watched it religiously, and I loved it. If you ask me what's your favorite show, I'd say MASH. Well, it's MASH. Um, I'm not entirely sure <laughs> why that like was you. the case. 
<laughs> I, d- I don't know. I think I was just, you know, emulating what my sisters did, my older sisters. And, and I just, that was the, the TV was on and I was parked in front of it. And the second it ended, I had to go do my vocabulary homework. And there was that whole part where I felt like, wow, MASH is my favorite show, but with no clue why. <laughs> then later, it, you know, it, it was on some local station. It used to come on, you know, every weekday night from midnight to 1 a.m. Two episodes yes! back to back. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, the Fox I, affiliate. Maybe that was it. Out of whatever it was. It was just kind of beyond like some beat ass mm-hmm. cable network. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I would I used to get off work at like midnight and I would come home and. And my best friend, you know, he'd be watching MASH. We'd watch MASH. And mm-hmm. I saw it many of the, the seasons and episodes when I was like 25, 26. And I remember sitting there like he and I would just watch it. We had both watched it when we were 8 and 10. And then we were watching it now, uh, 20 years later, we're in our mid-20s. And I remember just looking and be like, yo, Hawkeye's Hock- a dick. <laughs> like this... This show kind of sucks. It'd be like, it's sort of funny. It's kind of like the Marx Brothers-ish, I guess, here and there. But, I mean, it kind of sucks. And by the way, no, I don't like later Klinger. Like, he's kind of (laughs) weird. Like I don't, you know, and so what do you mean? Well, yeah, stops just the later, just later on. Okay. Yeah, just later on, like, and as the yeah, as the whole yeah. And we what we watched it, and we always watched it from midnight to one a.m. But <laughs> I, I have a, I developed an entirely new relationship with it, which was I have no idea why I watched this as a kid, you know, other than it was just on and I was alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just gonna keep going back to that friendly fire. Well, Adam was talking about when he grew up, you know, his parents would be watching Mash, and he said, "I didn't like the show because I didn't get it." And then he watched this movie in his 30s and said, and I didn't like this movie because I did. Oh. And, you know, the whole sexual ickiness of that, where he was just like, I, it turns out I don't like MASH. It turns <laughs> out I don't like MASH. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I understand why it was important, I guess, at the time, for sure. Mm. I, the, the, certainly the movie. The movie coming out in 1970, we're still involved heavily in, in Vietnam, of course. <laughs> Obviously. We're about to suck even more. Yes. It, what? It, and that what? Was really risky and crazy, and I understand that aspect of it. Whether you like the movie or not, I, I, I understand why it's culturally important and everything. You know, the TV show, I guess, or, or I, I guess, I don't know. I once less... read somebody said, I forget who it was, there's a, somebody who wrote a book called Watching MASH, Watching America, which is like someone's PhD thesis on MASH, basically. But they basically said it's don't a... Don't knock it. I'm not <laughs> knocking it, no. But they said at some point the TV show really stops being about the Korean War, right? And starts being more about a reflection of our changing societal values. So by the end, it's really like an 80s TV show about the 80s. Right. in Korea, with just Korea as this, like, pseudo-backdrop Well, and the Korean setting. War lasted, what, three three years? Yes, it lasted three years. And 11 years. So, is, I mean, it's Mash like, is every seasons. episode a, an actual day? <laughs> All right? <laughs> it's like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, if they had planned that out, that would have been more impressive, but... I, 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 just, I have I, a it, lot of feelings about how MASH changed from season one to season 11. Sure. As much as it's I will a defend... Jump. It's yeah. a jump. It's a jump. Yeah. The, 
even just the freaking whitewashing. Oh, is and don't even get me started on the Farrah Fawcett haircut. Okay, like just uh, <laughs> God, hot that lips was the slash Margaret. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the hardest thing when I met Sally Kellerman. And I mentioned like we had that awkward moment where like our conversation was over, but it was too crowded to move, so we're just standing next to each other, and I'm like. Don't tell her you liked the show. Don't tell her you liked the show. Don't tell her you liked the show. Never say Loretta Swit's name. Oh, God. <laughs> please, someone move so I can walk away and have this be a happy memory. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so bad. I mean, it, you know, it's hard whether or not these things withstand the test of time or age well. And I, I don't think MASH, the TV show, aged well at all. I mean, I don't think the movie did at all either. But, I, I mean, <laughs> taken in context... I guess, I don't know. There's, there's The movie's easier to say, well, it's of its time. Yes, exactly. The movie's easier to say, well, it's of its time. So It's funny. I don't know. It's my favorite show. I watched them all. <laughs> I've seen every episode probably three or four times. And I, I just, I, nah, I don't really want to watch MASH. <laughs> Been well, there, done that. Straight. It's not going on at the next uh, Tom's sleepover at Tom's house. <laughs> no, no, not unless we got, want to kill each other, <laughs> get mad, get maudlin and weird. And <laughs> well, speaking of being mad, I am mad at myself. I I mentioned before, I never picked up in all the times that I watched this movie before doing this show that Radar had told them Leslie's dating Blake. And that's mm. what he's heard about her. Oh. <laughs> is it true? <laughs> is it true? <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, Duke hits on Leslie, calls dibs. It's a whole... Nah, we discussed that. Never yeah. mind, moving on. But Radar tells Hawkeye, who tells Duke, like, she's off limits. She's spoken for. She's dating the boss. And I... I, I I just had never put it together. I don't know why. I just never, before doing this project, watched it that closely. That's all. But now that I know that, it seems really obvious to me. Like, what's going on here? But hasn't stopped Duke. Won't stop Duke. Nothing can. (laughs) Nothing can. (laughs) Which makes me think I shouldn't tell the internet that he looks kind of like Jerry with that mask on. So... (laughs) (laughs) You You just did. I look like... (laughs) I don't know. Hey, no, no, stop right there. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm not. No, no. We can just sit in this room for a minute. That's fine. All right. I mean, you know, hey. Well, and that's that fits. You know, love hate relationship. I get it. (laughs) He's just a very inappropriate boy. He can be. Yes. 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 Uh, Very much can be. Am I missing anything? No, I don't think so. Get the Hojan reference, and we've talked about this surgery, so we don't need to talk about it anymore. Next minute, nope, it's definitely not going to get worse at all. Nope, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jerry, if you can stomach it, please come back and talk about (laughs) it. Oh, yeah, certainly. At the very least, I'll put on a mask, but I'll hold it up to my face. If I okay. don't have time. Yeah, they always it's always crazy when they do that. They don't tie it on or put it around their ears. They just hold it up to their face. I guess yeah, that's that cuz they're tall. I don't know. Yeah, cuz you don't want to breathe out the Yeah, but why don't you just the... affix it to the you know, the back of your head like they do as if you were in the OR. Oh. Well, 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm like just picturing that. I'd be happy to come back. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Yay! <laughs> and if people just can't wait until tomorrow, <laughs> I'm assuming anyone who has found us also knows how to find Indiana Jones Minute, but just in case. Where can they find you? They could find us at indianajonesminute.com, where we do what you guys are doing. We go through the Indiana Jones Minute movies one minute at a time, and it's fun. You know, it's absurd and ridiculous, and we have a good time. Talk (laughs) talk about blue magazines. (laughs) Indy's told a few people to have fun now, you hear, and slap their ass on the way of the time. We we, we push everybody out the door and encourage them to, uh, you know, go cause a ruckus. (laughs) and you can find all our episodes and more information at mashminute.com isn't it nice when you get the easy handle so much better yeah Yeah. (laughs) well done all right megan we don't have an outro yet do we no all right cool (laughs) (laughs) outro thin